Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to a bonus episode of this podcast. It's my conversation. It's a short conversation with professional photographer David Jackson. Here's why I'm pumped about sharing this with you. I know there are a lot of people listening to this podcast that are creating things that require interactions with other people. So by that, I mean, maybe you're a photographer and part of what you do is taking portraits of other people. You have someone coming in as a guest. Maybe you are a musician making music for artists or a producer or an engineer in a studio. This is for anybody that is creating something that involves working with other people. So here's what I'm gonna do. I wanna share with you how this conversation came about. Then I'm gonna share the short 15-minute conversation I had with David. And then after that, I'm gonna come back and I'm actually gonna just riff about the four main takeaways that I personally got from this conversation. And I'm gonna share with you some mistakes I've made, things I've learned, things I wish I would've learned earlier as I've been doing this podcast, interviewing people, and also in my career as a professional bassist and music director. So how did this all come about? If you haven't listened to last week's episode, question number 68, with Scott talking about how'd you get into selling human skeletons and skulls and bones. After that, right before I was going to shut the microphones off, he said to me, well, you know, uh, this whole pop-up shop is put on by me uh, and two other people. One of them, David Jackson, is a legendary professional photographer, has taken pictures of some of my favorite musicians and bands. Uh, he said, you know, he's here. I can ask him if you, if you'd want to sit down, if you want to do a quick interview with him. I said, I'd love it. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. This is my conversation with professional photographer, David Jackson. The, by the way, Dave, was it Rob? Nice Pleasure. to meet you. Yeah. I instantly have a connection with you because yeah. you refuse to sit in that chair because you're wearing all black, and that's my life. <laughs> I'm like, that's my fine. life is constantly like, get that dog away from me. I don't have a lint roller on me right now. I don't have yeah, time. Yeah, that's like, that's like my uniform pretty much every <laughs> yeah, single day. Totally, black, I'm, gray, I'm, I'm totally the same way. Wild white. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I live yeah. with a lint roller. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about uh, how this all came about. It's, a, it's essentially one mile. Uh, one square mile in Wisconsin that is has thousands of artists and musicians coming in, playing at every bar, every venue. If there's if there's a place yeah. to stand, people are making music, and it's free to come to, and it's a freaking circus. Yeah, it's crazy. If you come in, like my last time was la- my first time was last year, okay, and, uh, coming here, and I was like, oh, if I lived in Appleton, I don't, I could see a lot of people in Appleton being annoyed by it, just like the influx. Yeah, that's the, re- that's the reaction that I think everybody has, even down to the... Because I, I talk to a lot of bands, a lot of music, yeah. musicians, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And me going into this, I was like, ah, yeah. it's not going to fly. And then I realized, holy crap, this is like, this is the real deal. So um, it was the second mile of music that we were invited to join uh, Feather and Bone, which was a, another local artist, John Adams, to be in his um, gallery. And, and the idea came up, what if I shoot... Um, portraits of you know bands and musicians yeah. that come through the area, and you never know who's going to come come through, and it just kind of took off from there, and we're on now year seven, six, six Holy of crap. us doing it of yeah, shooting yeah. fan portraits. Mile, yeah, and, this is yeah. seventh year of Mile Music, sixth year of this. Yeah, yeah. So then a couple of years ago, it was it was always we were just in a gallery, um, but it was what three years ago, Scott, that we were in. We were back here four years ago. Four years ago, we were back here, yeah. and then we had. Seven Sins Sideshow come in, and then we brought Scott in for the oddities, and it just kind of really started to take on its own life, aside from what 
um, John had originally started, and yeah. we just kind of took we kind of kind of took it um, and ran with it, and it's um, it's become like a pretty huge um, hotspot for bands and Absolutely. people in the community. Yes. And, yeah. Um, Scott with the oddities, and you know I'm I see a lot of bands come through here and shoot portraits of them. Yeah, I'm trying to remind myself to add context to this that for the people we just yeah. totally sideswipe and pull you in here. Yeah. Never, so I'm playing with, uh, bass with an artist named Dan Rodriguez here, okay. and so I've been uh, shoot, I've been like getting into uh, some photography stuff, shooting behind the scenes, yeah. and taking some pictures of him, and now we're selling prints. Yeah. But you, so I, I have that appreciation for this. I'm looking at these pictures, and these are on freaking real. Yeah. Yeah, They're totally. insane. And you're doing portraits for free? Yeah, we're doing them for free. You're not charging so. artists. Why the no, hell are you not? Well, I think part of it is, well, first of all, just a little background on me. Fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I've been, um, I'm a commercial advertising photographer, but I've yeah. spent years and years working in the music industry from shooting bands for $25 and a six-pack of Bud Light, like, you know, yes. 19 years ago, yep. 20 years ago, until now, I do quite a bit of music and industry work, usually yeah. mainly with record labels, and I do a lot of traveling Last to do it. Bad weekend, Rob Zombie, or Weekend Before. Bad Wolves, well, out in, um, where was I? I was just in uh, Los Angeles, California, yeah. shooting uh, the band Bad Wolves. Yeah, um, okay. Tommy Baxton, yeah, they, they just hit number one on active rock radio, which those guys are awesome. But, like, so we've traveled all over. I've done stuff for Papa Roach, and I do all the work for Steel Panther. And, yeah. Um, so we're we, a, lot, a lot of travel, um, but I feel like I can take my portrait work, bring it here, and create the, you know, a, a, give an opportunity to these other artists to get some good photos. And yeah. at, at a minimum for me, yeah. It's about documenting the unique people that have come through this town yes. as musicians and artists because there's a lot of people that come from Nashville and, you know, East Coast and West Coast. And I think that, and there's some big names too that yeah. come through here and you're like, you know, Tommy Stinson from The Replacements and Guns N' Roses was in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, yes. You know, I photographed, totally, I photographed yeah. him. He played a show in our basement four years ago. I've, really? Um, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that's cool. Partied with... Yeah. It's partied with Richie oh. Ramone. Um, I had, I, and it's not up here, but shot a portrait of Richie Ramone. That's how I got to meet um, Butch Vig, who has produced it in Nirvana's yeah. in Utero. Yeah. And, yeah, one of my heroes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've been able to make those relationships because I've, I've made a lot of relationships in the music industry, but for me, some of those interesting people, which, by the way, I really need to shoot a portrait of Dan Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. I, like, because like, he's been here the last yeah. couple of years, but I've been trying to get him in here. So Yeah, absolutely. Him. Just five I'll minutes. bring him in here. Yeah, yeah, just like five minutes of his time Hell would be yeah. awesome. But I think it's those, it's those main, those, those unknown bands and then those bigger name people that have yeah. been in this festival for a while. Yes. That and Dan's I, a fun one because he's I, kind of like, he's coming up in this. Yeah, he, it's becoming a, more of a thing. It's fun to see that grow. Yeah. So you get to see. I'm just saying. When you're saying this, it makes me think of like the transition. You get to see the evolution yeah. of people's like journey. Yeah, that, uh, that. And I think it's for me. It, I just I document faces and personalities, and it's it's not for me. It's not about the camera anymore. It's not about the gear. It's not about the all the shit, if yes. you will. Hell yeah. It's it's about um, it's about relationships and connecting with uh, these people and just kind of showing a different unique side of some of these artists that maybe you don't see in your typical, yeah. you know, yeah. and this band is why portraiture. this group of three get along so well. It's the passion with all yes. of yeah. Dave is so yeah. passionate yes. about what he does. I'm passionate. Hell yes. Marty is passionate. My, it's a family. Yes. Yeah. The, the people that I always connect with are people that realize this, the thing you're doing, photography, whatever it is, 
it's just a front for the thing that matters and like the community, the relationships that it's actually about more about just the documenting uh, a it, moment. Yeah, it is. It, uh, it really or is. Creating yeah. a, because this is you walk in here and I noticed that last night we were talking earlier. Uh, it's a community. This is just a hub for the place that where, where people meet up. Why I'm going to be back here tonight. Yeah, it really is. It is It is about the community. I think, you know, we, we self-fund everything we do. We're not okay. tied to Mile Music in any official capacity. It's been word of mouth. It's been um, just being out there out on the street corner and drawing people in here and, yeah. you know, seeing the oddities and seeing the portrait exhibit and, you know, getting the bands in here. It's more about the community than it is about us trying to make a buck because we do this all on our own yeah we self-fund everything yeah um, we normally don't start looking to get a space like this <laughs> until about two weeks before mile music starts okay so Rats. this isn't so this isn't the, the space it's in every year it's changing no, it, oh it, interesting it's in a different vacant year. business downtown appleton every year really and, okay um uh, appleton downtown incorporated they call it adi has been amazing and helping us get the right people, yeah. get, getting the right locations and connecting us with the right people. And so it's been yeah. pretty. Okay, <laughs> uh, since I have you here, I'm gonna be totally selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask your, your advice. Uh, <laughs> I, I want the advice of a professional. Ooh. So I find myself, a little backstory, I find myself oftentimes constantly sitting down with someone I've never met before, this. You find that you have that space all the time. Maybe you're photographing someone you've Mm -hmm. never met before, that space before you start taking a picture and you're hanging out and your goal is to put someone at ease. I picture that's a situation uh, you find yourself in all the time where you you just met someone and you wanna connect with them and make them feel comfortable uh, so you can take a picture whatever that is yeah. do you have is there anything you've learned over your career that's been or is there any like techniques or things that you're like this is important <laughs> to me does that question make sense first it of all it totally makes sense so um i always have this thing where i'm always like when i start a photo shoot i'm always run around like an idiot like where's my camera does anybody see my camera yes like you're all like, see, like, I was does doing anybody that see too. my my crap <laughs> like and i say that I, yeah. I, I you know putting that into kind of into context is no. Um, when I would go work with a band and I don't know them, I'm walking in blindly. It's not about the camera. Camera's not even the equation. I sit down, explain to them what I'm going to do, build a relationship fast, find out about them, know about them, do a little research also at the same time. Just they, a lot of artists will know right away, yeah, this is a real dude. He's chill. Like he can hang. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you get this sense of like, oh, the photographer can't hang and he's just all about being a douche. You're going nowhere with the photo shoot, and it's already over before it started. So for me, it's about, um, it's just about trying to make that connection first, and just knowing that you're a real dude. And I don't go in and like, oh my god, yeah. One of my favorite bands is is Tool. Like, oh my god, Peter James Keenan, Danny Carey, Justin Chancellor, Adam Jones. Like, oh my god, I'm such a fan. That's out of the equation. Yeah, you know, that's totally out of the equation. And I think you just gotta like connect. on a, on a chill level. I was in the Mojave Desert um, several years ago shooting Papa Roach. And we were at, we were at this hotel, <laughs> we were uh, shooting at the Toronto Pinnacles and I was, at the, we were, I was sitting at the hotel in the lobby, ha- just got in, waiting for my buddy Keith to get some stuff in and Jacoby Shaddix walks in and he just like sits down at the table and he like at the table and he goes, <laughs> you must be Dave. I'm like, yeah, what's up man, how was your trip? Blah, 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 blah. And we're just talking all sorts of stuff not about Papa Roach, not about photography, not about anything. Yeah. It's just a real conversation between two dudes 
that are just real people. Yes. You know, and yeah. I think that you have to have that. You almost have to have that connection right away. Otherwise, it's there's just like a, this wall yes. in front of people. Yes. It's, it's like it's like the barrier of today, the barrier of cell phones and like. You know, you yes. have this. You have this wall because there's this thing that's standing in between you and you. Yeah. You know, so I think that you have to break down those walls really fast and do it really fast to be successful. It at is it. fast. Yeah. yeah. Man, okay, because that because I understand that. So a few when you're talking about the side of, you're talking about things that have nothing to do with the music artist. I mm. I was opening a few years back for Motorhead oh, yeah. uh, and Foo Fighters, and it was it was literally one of like uh, Lemmy's yeah. last shows. Yeah. And I think it was like his third to last show, and yeah. it was in Fuji Rock, Japan. And I found myself, I, we were in the, the backstage, and I found myself in this massive empty hallway, and I turn around, and it's Dave Grohl. Is hang, he's, my, he's my ultimate like, hero in music. And he's like, hey, dude, how's it going? And he was talking, and he didn't talk a single thing about music. He was like, just all the most normal, how's your flight in? Is this like a long run or whatever? Yeah. Those normalities is such a thing with professionals. Uh, but yeah. I feel like it's often, when you find yourself in a professional situation, it's oftentimes, oftentimes overlooked how important just the normal conversation uh, is. Yeah, and I fuck that up all the time. Oh God, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, like I just, I had, I've had like several experiences, one of which was just, because we run the social media for a huge rock festival yeah. in Wisconsin here, and I was back, like backstage and like, I walk out of the production trailer and Rob Zombie's sitting there talking to Sherry and I'm like, all right, that's my chance. Hey Rob, I'm such a cool man. I love all your movies. <laughs> yeah. Here's my Michael Myers mask that I spent 300 bucks on. Can you sign it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, he's like, it's a fuck. Yes, I'll do it. He was yes. cool. He's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Signs it, the Sharpie was shit. Like the Sharpie's like one of those drying Sharpies. Yeah. Signs it goes, I guess that sucked. Hand it back to me and like, I was like, I could have like handled, I could approach <laughs> yes. a relationship or a situation yes, differently totally. than that. But it's yeah, like, yeah. but if you handle a relationship right and you yeah. build a relationship fast and you're not yeah. a dork about it, yeah. that's how you gain trust. And I learned from some of those experiences that you can say, just got to go in and be a real dude and connect with somebody yeah. on a personal level. And that's yeah. how, and I think that that's how I can get some of these reactions out of some of the portraits and stuff that I've shot that you see on the walls in here that, you know. Yes. There, yes, it is so, it's so cool. Or be able to c connect with somebody. I was able to, that's how I, that's how I connected with and got to know Randy Blythe from Lama God is we connected just to talk about photography. And then I shot his portrait and he was a badass motherfucker. Really? Yeah, he was awesome. Oh man. So. Yeah. And again, that's just the front. That's just yeah, the connecting you gotta, you point. You got to connect with past. people. Yeah. And that's why with this event here is you have to, we're connecting with a community. We're Absolutely. connecting yeah. with. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so blatantly obvious that that's what it's about. Yeah. Totally. Here. What I'm total shit at is uh, the speed. I'm Because I'm not the quickest thinker in the world. I'm just going to throw that out there. It doesn't make me sound cool. It doesn't make me sound cool. So to me, I'm like, yeah, all everything you're saying makes sense. To me, it's that when you talked earlier about fast, because it's got to be fast. you gotta, do. you got to make yeah. that connection fast. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm just like instant cold sweats of like, oh, shit. Okay, speed. i got to be faster <laughs> yeah, yeah. at being... Yeah. Being chill with it, but yeah. still, let's end it with this. If this is, is yeah. there anything I, I can promote? Yeah, my my website is davidejackson.com. Okay, cool. D -E yeah. Jackson.com, um, and I'm on social media at David E. Jackson on. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Instagram yeah. and I think Twitter somewhere. Yeah, Facebook maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> so yeah, um, 
yeah, that's about it. But other than that, it's just like, f you know, come out and see, you know, for people who think about coming to Mile Music in the future, come wow. out and just see it and, and, and watch the photo shoots happen and watch, you know, Hell see yes. the bands and meet the bands. Yeah. And go see music and go spend money inside the, the bars and venues that these are, yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff is. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap, David, massive thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. What a pleasure it was getting to meet you. And right by the way, right after this conversation, right after we turned the microphones off, David and I did a quick portrait session where he took some pictures of me. I'm excited to share those with you guys. I'm going to share them with the podcast here. It's so much fun to get to work with someone that's a master of their craft. Uh, because I feel like even if even if you are not in the same field as that person, someone that is on that next level of what they're doing inspire. It's a contagious inspiration. It inspires you to want to uh, get to that level with whatever you're doing. So it's inspiring. Sarah just walked in the door. Sarah, do you have anything to say? No. <laughs> no. Okay, so really quick, before you go, here's here's four takeaways that I got from this conversation. And maybe as I'm going here, maybe I'll sh share some stories of how I've royally screwed up, screwed up these things in the past in my career. Uh, but number one, know your gear. I think a lot of times we are tempted in creative fields to always be on the outlook. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to say it. I, th I think we're always tempted to always be on the look for the next new trendy piece of gear uh, and I think that can be inspiring. Getting a new piece of equipment that levels up the quality of what you do is really important. And it's an important part of making, uh, uh, of creating things. But I think something people don't talk about, it's almost better to stick with the gear that you have and that you're comfortable with and that you know when you're getting going, when you're stepping into a professional situation rather than walking into a situation have with a piece of gear that you've never used before. Even if that piece of gear is technically better, even if the sound quality or the photos you're gonna take or whatever it is, whatever field you're in, I, it is so important for me when I sit down to interview someone to not have to think about uh, the microphones or the uh, my Zoom recorder that I use. Or if I am in a studio situation playing bass, it's so important that I know all the equipment that I'm sitting down with so that all can be almost second nature so you have this amount of I don't know cruise control muscle memory that's super important so know your gear when you're going into a situation number two know your guest do your research say as a bass player I'm going to be recording a session with an artist I think it's super important like David said don't go into a situation cold turkey not knowing anything about this person because it only benefits you to know their likes and dislikes. Okay, the third thing I took away from this was be comfortable and chill when you're showing up. I, I Maybe I'll, I'll sum this up by saying you set the tone when you enter into, into a situation. When I first started doing this podcast, I was absolute shit at doing this. When I would show up, I would be nervous. You know, I would have that that nervous energy. I'd maybe be talking a little bit too fast. And maybe if you listen back to some of these conversations right when I started, I'd be talking I could I was a little bit nervous. So you talk a little bit faster and your your brain's a little bit more scattered. When you are showing up in any professional creative situation, whether you are a photographer uh, trying to put your subject at ease, whether you are an engineer in a studio, you set the tone 
of an environment. If you are nervous, the other person is going to subconsciously connect with that nervousness and they will meet you on that level. Even if they don't necessarily recognize that you're nervous, that energy sets the tone for the entire situation. And I, uh, looking back at some of these interviews are so, so cringeworthy for me because my lack of just comfortability in this situation, uh, may I recognize that it made the guest a little bit more nervous. And what I reckon, what I've realized is that my number one goal, when I sit down with someone that I'm going to be interviewing, my number one goal is to be as chill and comfortable and confident as possible. When I do that, when I've showed up in conversations and I've just been able to be myself, just be relaxed and maybe embrace my the humor. I mean, even I, I get too serious in some of these and I start talking about, I need to get in the podcast vibe and I, uh, uh, I start thinking about how serious I need to be. I need to have takeaways from this. And I know I'm saying that as I am talking through takeaways of this episode, but really is if I can just be fully chill and myself and confident, if I can be fully confident and relaxed, the guest is relaxed. The artist you're working with is relaxed. The person you're taking a photograph of is going to be relaxed. Maybe you are in a consulting job and you are, my wife, Sarah, uh, tells me all the time about situations where she is on the phone with someone because she is consulting to help someone build their resume. I know personally that when she is relaxed and she feels confident and she feels professional, uh, it sets the tone. It kind of puts it puts the other person at ease. Oh, I, I don't have to worry about this situation because I know you are a professional uh, and all of this is under control. That's the that's the vibe you're looking to set. If when I can set that tone within the first five minutes of sitting down with someone and meeting them, introducing myself, when I'm setting up microphones, just take a deep breath. Let there be space. Be comfortable with the silence, not feeling like uh, you have to be jittery, and just slow things down. Uh, and just have an air of confidence. So the third takeaway, you set the tone. Here's the deal. Here's the secret, by the way. This whole Guinness thing, this whole alcohol thing, it, the goal of it isn't for the alcohol to dull the senses uh, so that people can get just a little bit tipsy and looser. The fact that that's in your hand in front of you tells the other person in the environment that this, this is a safe place. This is a comfortable place for us to have a conversation. So I'd be curious, whatever field you're in, how could you set that tone? And then the fourth thing, when you meet someone for the first time, maybe you are a fan of the person's work, talk to the person like you are a friend. Don't dive straight into, oh man, I'm such a big fan of, of your work. These are my favorite things you've ever done. Treat the person like they are a friend of yours. And I'm not talking about don't be professional, but treat, talk to the person like they're a friend. What are the normal everyday conversation starters that you have with friends? I mean, it's. I think a lot of times we overlook casual conversation. Ask yourself before you show up, if I was best friends with this person, what would I talk about? What are the totally normal, almost average, almost boring, you'd almost think, conversation uh, that we would have naturally? Because here's the deal. Small talk is big talk. It's the small talk that we have with people, the comfortability, the everyday conversation. It's those things that can endear someone to you and make them feel comfortable. And they're gonna tell, they're gonna be able to tell right off the bat uh, 
that you are professional. You don't have, they, they don't have to worry about your gear because you know your gear and you're confident with that. They don't have to worry about you saying something wildly inappropriate to them because you have done a little bit of research, looked into knowing who this person is, what maybe what their sense of humor is like, maybe uh, what their likes and dislikes are. You are obviously comfortable and chill. You have set the tone of comfortability in the environment and you are treating them like a friend, that is the ultimate recipe for success in all this. And by the way, uh, so I was gonna call this episode the need, something like the need for speed, the importance of speed uh, when you're a professional because you don't wanna waste people's time. But what I've realized, my dad was in the military and he always had a phrase that he would tell me and the phrase was, Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. When you're comfortable, when you're setting this environment, and when you know your gear and you're not rushing to set up anything, you're not frantic. Speed, professional speed isn't about franticness. It's about confidence and knowing your gear and comfortability in the situation. And when that happens, you'll be faster at whatever it is you do, taking pictures. Man, I sat down with David and he took, the, he, we did a portrait session and he was so freaking fast, but he wasn't frantic. He was professional, he was confident. Anyways, I've made so many mistakes in my professional career on all four of these things, but it's a learning process. The whole thing's a process. That said, I would love to hear from you. If any of these hit home with you, if there's something uh, of these four that something I've missed of this that you would add to this, I would love to hear from you. Call the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. That's all I got. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And as always, stay curious. 